Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode has been sponsored by Scared to Death. If you're looking for something scary, mysterious and interesting to distract and entertain you, check out the horror podcast Scared to Death. Scared to Death podcast is nearing 150 episodes of demonic possession, hauntings, shadow people, black-eyed children, alien abductions and so much more. Join Dan Cummins as he tries to scare his wife Linz each and every week with dark tales from around the world and around the web. Lens then gets her sweet revenge when she tells even more scary stories that have been submitted by fans. If you need more chills in your life, if you don't feel quite twitchy enough, it's time for Scared to Death. New episodes drop every Tuesday night, the stroke before midnight Pacific time, and it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. So, get scared to death. Today's episode is Disco Inferno. Written by David J. Thirteen and narrated by Justin Fife. The item's description says every facet is a glimpse into the unknown, and it reels me in. I mean, the whole thing is so wild, I can't help myself. I bid the reserve plus a dollar, you know just for the hell of it. Look, I know it's a scam. Someone out there is using a flashy story to unload junk, but it's a really good story. 
Sure, I could probably just buy a new one, sprinkle some ash on it, and say it was the disco ball from the club colliery fire. Who would know? But then I wouldn't get the letters of authenticity that are included. Its province is confirmed by the Toronto Modern Heritage Society, and Madame Gazelle Rizzo guarantees that the crazy thing is haunted. And it's not like 61 bucks will put me out. Not much, anyhow. But my bid's way too low, and I lose it. The sting of it is soothed, however, when I take the three lots I really needed to win. After all, it's the vintage vinyl I'm after. The damn disco ball was just a whim, a glittery distraction. Although, I guess the mere ball would have been something for me. The records will be resold as fast as I can line up buyers. It's not a bad hustle hunting down albums for collectors with more money than time. You know the type. Rich and lazy. Add over the hill, too. Seems like people's mental faculties start to deteriorate at a certain age. And nostalgia replaces the desire to do anything new or interesting. This condition seems particularly common with those who grew up having few worries and too many possessions. Sure, they chucked this junk in the garbage 40 years ago, but now they love it again. I mean, they're absolutely crazy for this crap. They go after it as if they're buying actual years of their childhood back. It sure helps pay the bills. God knows DJing doesn't. Anyway, I pick up these old first pressing and sell them to rearview-looking midlifers who are more than happy to drop a month's rent, my rent, not theirs, on a moldy oldie record. I've got a few boomers on the line, but they're a dying breed, uh, literally. So it's mostly Xers wanting their MTV suburban pop. But I have one sucker on speed dial who pays top dollar for disco. Now, disco is pretty niche to begin with, but this guy is after the downright impossible. I'm talking the 12 inches that were sent to the clubs before they landed in stores. Seriously, this was a thing back then. The record companies would figure out if people liked dancing to a song, then they'd go out and buy it. So DJs would get all this new vinyl free. But the thing is, these records got destroyed on the tables and good luck finding any now. Not to mention, most sellers don't even know what the hell they have. They completely massacre the descriptions, making them even harder to track down. I have to scroll through every goddamn listing that uses the word disco or club. Which is how I came across the haunted disco ball in the first place. But, like I said, it was a whim. Hell, two nights later, I don't even remember it. Which is a shame, because the story would kill within the group I'm hanging with. I mean, they would eat it up. Anyway, a month passes, maybe more, and the seller messages me and asks if I'm still interested. I have no damn clue what he's even talking about. I almost ghost him, but then it clicks into place, and it turns out all he wants is the original $61 bid. So, I figure, what the hell? It arrives noonish on a Tuesday, and the bastard of a delivery guy bangs on my door until I drag my butt out of bed and sign for it. The box is a lot bigger than I expected. A solid cube large enough for... Hell if I know. I'm not in the business of buying big-ass cubes, but it barely fits through the door. I use this loop of black wire on the top of the ball to haul it out and need both hands to do it. This is no novelty plastic crap. This is the real deal. 
That's all glass. And glass weighs a mother. Put it down as fast as I can because god damn it's heavy. And the box is filled with these ancient decomposing packing peanuts. So a blizzard of styrofoam sends grains everywhere. I mean, hell, it's worse than glitter. With my already limited energy spent, I flop onto the sofa and take a good look at it. Yep, it's a disco ball, all right. The hell am I going to do with it? The bottom is black and oily looking. I worry it's messing up the floor, but it must be baked right into the damn thing. The top is fine, though, and all these little squares reflect a hundred visions of me taking a hit from my vape pen and blowing out a cloud. While I study it, my empty stomach grumbles, wanting more than the taste of strawberry candy tobacco. The club colliery was pretty hot back in the heyday of flared pants. It was no Studio 54, not even by Toronto standards, but it brought the kids from Etobicoke and Scarberia into the city to sweat on the dance floor. The place was cool enough to want to be seen, but low rent enough not to hassle anyone for having the wrong shoes or the wrong face. But I'm going by its reputation. The colliery was way the hell before my time. You know what else colliery was known for? Hundreds of people dying when a fire broke out on the freezing February night in 79. But Mr. Google tells me it was really only 61 deaths. Still a tragedy. I mean, you... Huh. 61. Weird coincidence. Is it just me, or has the sweet smell of the vapor covering an acrid burning stink? Stumbling in from an after-party at God knows what time in the morning, I almost have a damn coronary. The living room was full of flames. But it's only, like, for a second. The molly still in my system must be playing games with the way the mirror ball reflects the light from the lamp. God damn, it was crazy bright. I mean, way brighter than that Dollarama LED bulb. And hot, too. But now, there's just a watercolor dazzle over the walls and floor from the twirling ball. I feel silly as hell, but that doesn't stop the adrenaline from wrecking my poor heart. I guess I'm not used to it hanging in the corner. Bren from down the hall put it up just yesterday. Bren has a ladder, a power drill, and an adorably shy crush. All of which I'm willing to take advantage of. He thought the greasy, blackened ball was too morbid for an ornament. And I can't argue with him. But at least I'm not tripping over it anymore. Before crawling onto the sofa, I dropped the case with my MacBook, Denon mixer, and the other junk from the gig. DJing has left me stinking with sweat, and the shawarma I grabbed on the way home gives me heartburn. I could sleep for a week, except the dance beat still throbs in my veins, and I lie there wired. I'm surprised I didn't end up on the floor with all the restless jittering my body is doing. The ball spins lazily, clockwise at first. It loses momentum, stalls, and goes back the other way. The charred bottom is almost invisible in the dim light, but as I watch it, I swear dancers fill the tiny squares. Only soon, it's not folks doing the bump and travoltas. They're screaming, and the mirrors are full of flame. It spreads over the ball until the entire corner is blazing, and the paint is blistering off the walls. I lurch onto my feet, and everything goes cool and dark again. Right there, I swear off drugs for good. But hell, I need something to calm my nerves.
if I owned a ladder or if Bren hadn't taken off on some business trip, the disco ball would be in the trash. There's no goddamn doubt it's cursed. Do I sound superstitious? Crazy? Well, let me tell you, a week without sleep does a great job of easing any skepticism. After the first few nights of waking to the thump, thump, thump of bass beats and crackling of flames, I emailed the seller and asked if he's experienced any of this crap. Barely five minutes later, I got back the reply. All items are sold as is. No refunds. Do you have some kind of auto response? Nah, <laughs> this was a brush off. He knew the damn disco ball was bad news and he just didn't want to get stuck with it again. This got me thinking. Why did the high bidder back out? Did he figure things out? Had he realized haunted meant Amityville-level ghosts and not Casper? But how? I found the username in the auction archives and messaged him, hoping for answers. It took a few days before a person named Tiff got back to me. She said she was doing closing out of her dead father's account and didn't know anything about any mirror ball. So I asked her how he died. Don't worry, I cushioned the question with some sincere sympathies, made it sound nice and respectful and not at all ghoulish. Well, guess what? He died of smoke inhalation during an electrical fire at his house. Que surprise. Logically, it's all some big coincidence. The dead dad never sent the money because being dead and all, so the seller moved on to me. But logic only works when you live in a world without retro-kitch portals to hell. No, you want to know what happened? This dick selling the ball is some kind of devil or something. He auctions off the disco ball, waits for it to burn the sucker to ashes, then gets it back. How? I don't know. Magic? Who cares? All I know is he messed with the wrong son of a bitch this time. In the fog of exhaustion, I dig out the big square box from the room with all my vintage crap. Sure enough, delivery labels are all layered on it, one over another, an inch thick. I unearth six different addresses from my little archaeological excavation with a razor and steam kettle. Are any of them Tiff's dad? Beats the hell out of me, but I bet Mr. Google would pull up plenty of news articles about fires if I bothered to look. But who has time for that? I need to get rid of the damn thing. So I place a dining chair on top of my coffee table and climb up. Sure, it's a recipe for a broken neck, but if it kills me, at least I won't cook in this crap hole of an apartment. My fearlessness is tested, however, as the Jenga tower I'm on wobbles. An elevator drop shiver runs straight through my bowels. Boy, this gets me moving in a hurry. I host the disco ball up on my shoulder and off the hook. While I have it right up against me, the little black squares swirl and fill with faces of sweating men and women with their hair half a century gone from being trendy. The lights from the mirrors dabble across the sheen of their skin. But there are others, too. I see a bald guy with a goatee in an office, some old girl with a steely gray bob in a rec room, and so on, over and over. Every facet isn't a glimpse into the goddamn unknown, like the ad said, no, each one is a glimpse at a victim. Some poor bastard who the ghost or curse or who knows what burnt, then trapped for eternity. And damn, there's a whole lot of empty mirrors left. 
waiting. The ball bounces around the trunk of the car I've borrowed. It sounds like it's trying to get out, crashing around back there, and maybe it is. All my effort goes into keeping my burning eyes open. My left lid twitches nonstop. I need to sleep so badly my body is about to crumble and fall into pieces. I mean, how can it stay whole when I'm this goddamn tired? But I'll be able to sleep soon, as much as I want. I turn onto the highway and point my bumper out of town. You see, one of those shipping labels had a return address. Just one, but that's all I need. I'm going to pay old Mr. No Refunds a visit and shove this demonic disco ball straight down his throat. Let it burn his house down and drag him to hell, just in case he has any ideas about passing it on to some other sucker before the whammy kicks in. I've got a jerry can of gasoline to help things along. Oh man, is he ever going to be surprised? I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Disco Inferno was written by David J. 13, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington for the ongoing content bops he spits out the end of his social media saxophone. David J13 is a writer of horror and dark fiction. You can connect with him on Twitter or on Instagram at the account DavidJ13. Justin Fife is an audio producer, amateur voice actor, podcaster and video game lover. You can follow him on Twitter at JustinB5. Today's episode has been sponsored by Scared to Death. If you're looking for something scary, mysterious, and interesting to distract and entertain you, check out the horror podcast Scared to Death. If you need more chills in your life, if you don't feel quite twitchy enough, it's time for Scared to Death. New episodes drop every Tuesday night, the stroke before midnight Pacific time, and it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. So, get scared to death. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.